Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shelvin Mack, low right side, works the baseline, bullets it out to Ingles. He's got a line on it. He'll fire the three, and it's good. And Utah's suddenly up 11. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the night of December. Comedy after the Jazz battle the Warriors to the end without any players. Does it actually mean anything? We'll talk about that. Plus, it's a pack Friday, so we'll dig into those things. Plus, look at what happened around the NBA. It's all on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. I have a tired voice for the first time all year, which is surprising because I didn't think I used it that much last night, but just started, the minute I started talking right here, I realized, ooh, look at that. Hope you're doing great. Uh, glad to have you bu- aboard. Today's show is brought to you by Sherlock Intelligence, as well as Bet DSI. So thanks uh, very much for tuning in. Uh, it's a Pack Friday. We'll dig into some of the Pack numbers uh, for you. If we have a moment, I'll look at lineup data, but I want to promise um, I always like trying to look at a quick little lineup data. I think it tells you a little bit of what's um, of what's going on around the league. And uh, talk about last night's game against the, between the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we always start our shows with pins across the world. And you can uh, do that by emailing me at dlock09 at gmail.com to let me know uh, what that is. Uh, how you became a jazz fan, what your backstory is, and where it is uh, that you are listening to the program. Please do it, dlock09 at gmail.com. I always like to hear those stories uh, and know what's going on. Locked on Jazz is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. There's a great podcast available for you from the coach, uh, talking about all the teams and talking about uh, the league and what's going on. There's two-parters, so I'd strongly suggest that. Uh, if you get a chance. All right, let's fly back in time and find an old jazz pin across the world, uh, if you don't mind. Let's see what I can. Let's see what we can find today uh, from some never, never land of lost pins across the world, and see uh, we have. Let's go to right here, and this comes in from Effie Eric which is a weird name. It's Eric Buns. I have uh, I have been a huge jazz fan since 1988, which was a huge shock, uh, saying my family never watched basketball. I'm 31 years old. I've been living in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for nine years now. I stay up at nights during the season streaming games or audio broadcasts. That's cool. A few years back, my beautiful wife, girlfriend at the time, surprised me with the flight and tickets to watch the Jazz. It was truly one of the greatest weekends of my life. She's a woodworker who made me the attached Jazz coffee table, which I don't think he attached. Uh, We just found out you're having a girl in March. He sent this in October of 2015, so a little over a year ago. And the Jazz have meant so much in my life. The Jazz will be incorporated with her middle name somehow. 
I'll be interested to hear what it is. I can't wait for the season to start and begin watching this team push for the playoffs. I look forward to you dissecting in and out our way of our teams with your podcast, I want to say. Thank you for giving me the better peek into the Jazz family and keep up the growth. That's Eric Buns. Boons. B-U-N-E-S. Hmm. But anyway, that's Eric. He is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and his email is F-E-Eric. Um, I wonder why it says that. Oh, because that's his... Oh, I don't want to give it away, but that's his uh, actual email. All right, I got it. I hope everyone... I'm not functioning fully. I haven't had all my coffee yet this morning. Don't ask me too much. By the way, after every jazz game, there's Empty the Noggin, there's Postcast, and there's Jazz Game Rewind for you. Uh, They all should be... Well, they all should be at 1280thezone.com, and they should all be at weareutahjazz.com. I'm not sure they all are. Uh, but somebody asked yesterday where to find everything, and I would agree that we've made a little bit of a hunt for you um, across the board. So we'll have to try to see if we can um, do a little bit better job of that. Uh, and it's up to me to post Jazz Game Rewind over to the weareutahjazz.com site uh, for you. Otherwise, a lot of stuff's at 1280 The Zone these days. All right, let's get to, to last night's uh, performance. Uh it's, it's a little funky to evaluate in the sen- sense that um, that 29-1 to 1 run by the Warriors ended the night. Uh, but overall, the general take I have is, you know, you've got to be just pleased that the guys didn't, didn't roll over. Uh, the Warriors are, are really, when they're clicking, it's pretty special. They beat the. They were up the same amount on the Jazz as they were on the Clippers. The Clippers were healthy and and fully loaded. That's why that performance the night before was so awesome. But last night, uh, you know, the, the interesting one is that Curry, Draymond had to play thirty five. Durant had to play thirty six. Curry had to play thirty six. I don't think they intended that last night. So that's a little bit of a tip of the hat to the Jazz. Uh, the second one was that the Jazz defense was actually pretty good last night. At 105.6, uh, offensive rating for the Warriors is is pretty high level performance for the Jazz. The Warriors' actual offensive rating during the season has been 115. So to keep them in that realm is pretty impressive. The 16 turnovers by the Warriors is a lot for a Jazz team that has not been forcing turnovers. So that tells me that, as we suspected and as we looked at, that the really the... The effort and the uh, commitment last night by the Jazz were, was terrific. Um, you know, defensively, everyone really got into them, did the best they could. There was a really good game plan by the Jazz coaching staff. It'll be interesting to see how it, if they can get it to work with their primary guys. Uh, you know, Draymond Green in their three losses has taken ten shot attempts or more. He took nine last night. He went four of six and three. It was great. 13 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, four steals. His defense is amazing. And if you could have got him, you know, if you are if you have your other guys on the floor, can you deny Durant, Curry, or Thompson anymore? Thompson was, was not particularly into the game last night. Curry was Steph, and Durant's pretty unguardable. Uh, and then the other one is that, you know, Patrick McCaw, Went four of five from from shooting and two of three from three for ten points. You know that's really 
someone you want to have shoot. And so when you really look at it, what the Jazz got is they got the shots, a lot of shots from guys other than Durant, Curry, and Thompson, and they were doing some things to create that. You know, in a high, the only thing that makes me nervous on that is that the Warriors went on a 29-1 to run that ended the game in the first half, in the first quarter. I mean, that game was really, you know, over, right? Jazz lead 4 nothing, and next thing you know, it's 29-5. to that, that, The game's over then. Now we're playing it out. Now we played it out impressively in that time period, is what I would say, that we gave just about everything we, we have to give. And uh, we did a, we, you know, the battle level was, was awfully high. And to push the Warriors to get it down to five at one point, at least add a little excitement, Jim. The crowd reminded me a lot of the Carlos Arroyo, Matt Harpering, uh, Deshaun Stevenson, Utah Jazz year where the Jazz go 42 and 40 after Frank Hughes, then of ESPN, uh, writes the story that the Jazz are going to be the worst team in NBA history. Uh, 2003-2004, I believe that was, uh, which is the first year, no Stockton Malone. Karolinko leads the team. Harpering, Arroyo, Stevenson, Ostertag, Raja Bell, Gordon Gierczyk. Uh, that that group uh, kind of played this gutty performance. And, you know, I thought last night there had a similar vibe in the building, that the crowd was awesome in its understanding and recognition of what was going on and who was available and completely into it and, and cheering for our guys, uh, understanding the level of, of effort that Joe Ingles and the crew were putting out there uh, to be able to, to at least, you know, stay engaged and stay somewhat close to the Warriors. Joe really is playing great basketball. Uh, Joe Ingles is uh, at 21 points last night, a career high in 35 minutes. He went 5 of 9 from 3. Over the last five games, he's shooting 60% from 3. He's shooting 47% from 3 on the season. What has changed uh, is is about him more than anything else is that he's making threes off the bounce and he's making threes on catch and shoots. Uh, Excuse me, making threes on the bounce, not just catch and shoots. He's making threes above the break uh, rather than uh, just corner threes. Uh, A year ago, he was pretty exclusively a catch and shoot and a corner three guy. Last year, off the bounce, he shot 21% from three. Uh, I don't have the latest. I guess I could probably find it. Going up, going into last night, uh, he was near fifty percent on that. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty fabulous. Uh, on the above the break three, uh, a year ago, he was at thirty-one percent, and and quite frankly, those two numbers that I just gave you uh, from a year ago, twenty-one percent on the on the bounce, and 32% on above the break three. Those two numbers, they weren't good enough, actually. I mean, if you really just want to get into it, those two numbers, those aren't good enough. This year, 
Uh, Joe, it's totally different. Joe on the above the break three is shooting a dead eye fifty percent, twenty one of forty two from the field. I'm not sure uh, that a year ago he had twenty one all year. You know, so if your question is a little bit, is that sample size uh, that big a deal? Well, last year he was forty two of one thirty, so he's halfway there, uh, shooting fifty percent instead of thirty two percent. So that's you know that's a that's a crazy difference. Uh, the cat off the the pull up three this year he's at forty seven percent now. Again, last year he was at twenty one. So those are those are two radically different parts of his game, and it does lead to I'm not sure how Quinn gets him out of the rotation. I'm not sure Quinn wants to, but when Alec Burks is back, I'm not totally certain where Alec Burks fits in. If that makes sense. And it's just, Joe, I've, I've actually thought this most of the year. For a good team playing with good players, uh, I would say that in, in many ways, uh, Alec or Joe compliments playing with better players more than Alec. Now, uh, with that said, in fairness to Alec, one, we don't know what player he's going to be uh, when he comes back. He could be a little bit of a different player that could fit better. Two, Alec has never played with a stretch floor before. So he he's never, ever played uh, with a stretch flo- floor before. His bigs have always been Booker or Cantor um, or something of that sort. So it's a different game for him than it than it's ever been. All right, uh, I want to tell you about a group out of Bountiful, Utah, called Sherlock Intelligence. Uh, Sherlock Intelligence is a data collection company uh, that is going to help you compete with the big boys. It's, it's a neat, they're a neat, neat group, good people. Uh, and what they're doing is they're capturing your data from multiple sources to give your company a holistic picture of what's taking place. Then from there, they'll visualize the data for you, and then from that point, help you analyze it. So why? Well, because frankly, if you don't use the data that's out there right now as a company, you're being pretty close to negligent. You know, it can, it can really help you get to know your customers, find those patterns, and thus grow your profits correctly. Once, you, uh, once you're able to do that, then you can you know, better address your time, your money, uh, focus your your marketing in, in manners in which it's going to help you as a company run things correctly. The problem is f- getting your data is hard. And so that's where you bring in someone like Sherlock Intelligence so that you can compete with the big boys or you can have a uh, unique per- kind of perspective inside your realm. If you're maybe the one company that's doing the data work, you'll see the huge advantage. So give Sherlock a call, 855-339-7774. That's 855 855- Three three nine seventy seven seventy four SherlockIntelligence.com. Uh, interesting guys, uh, really bright. I think you'll enjoy them. All right, let's go to Pack Pack Friday. Uh, let's do the league. Durant comes in at one. Curry comes in at two. No different. They're a little less actually after yesterday than they were before. Uh, George Hill, if he were playing, is three, but he's not. He's only at eleven games. James Harden is three. Dame Lillard is four. That's a big jump for Dame. Dame's never been this efficient. Jimmy Butler is five. Anthony Davis is six. 
Rudy Gobert is seventh. Now, let me finish it up. Kevin Love is eight. Kawhi Leonard is nine. And J.J. Redick is, and Clay Thompson are tied for 10-11. Chris Paul is 12. Kyrie Irving is 13th, most impactful. 14th is Giannis Antetokounmpo. 15, Lou Williams. 16, Otto Porter. 17, Jay Crowder. 18, Mike Conley. He's only played 14 games. 19, LeBron. And 20th is Tyson Chandler. Now, let me... Pack has to do with the amount of uh, scoring opportunities you use in a game and then how efficiently you use those compared to the average players and how many points per game you put your team above that average level or below. So Durant is putting his team 4.9 points above average each and every night with his 23 scoring opportunities. Steph is putting the team 4.5 points above average. That's why the Warriors become unbeatable because those two are at 9.4, and the next closest is uh, Harden at 3.4, which makes it almost impossible to catch up six guys worth. The other one, so that's the concept. The the one I want to point out is if I ask you to list the best offensive players, you would list Durant and Curry and Harden and Lillard and Butler and Anthony Davis, and they would all the same names, except for Rudy Gobert would not be on your list. And if your instinct when you hear that is, well, then that shows that the stat is wrong, then let me suggest something else to you. Maybe you need to reevaluate how you look at some offensive players. When every other name in there makes sense, then why is Rudy Gobert at this remarkable level? Well, it's why the Jazz are eighth offensively in the NBA right now is because of Rudy Gobert. So Rudy Gobert is is using uh, eight scoring opportunities a night and scoring 2.3 points more than an average player would in those eight possessions, which is a tremendous amount more, considering it's only eight possessions. right? If we equalized it per possession, Rudy's probably the number one player in the league. Now that's faulty because there's a value to Durant and Curry have a skill set that allow them to use 23 a night. But Rudy can only is only capable of using eight or nine a night, but in those eight possessions he's using a night, he's... 2.3 points above average. The only players that are higher than that are Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard, James Harden, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. When you shoot 64% from the field and you shoot 67% from the free throw line, it's a mammoth impact on the game. So you don't look at Rudy as an offensive player, but I'm telling you, He's the best offensive center in the NBA right now, and he's the best defensive center in the NBA right now. It's really remarkable what, what he's done. The next center is Tyson Chandler. Then, then um, That's interesting. The program I use has Patty Mills as a center. Um, I, I think that's a typo. Uh uh, Clint Capella, then Ennis Cantor, then DeAndre Jordan, then Joel Embiid is a 1.2 positive. That's incredible for a young player. Cody Zeller, Brooke Lopez, DeMar DeRozan, DeMarcus Cousins is a 1.0 this year, which is good for him. Steven Adams, Timothy Mozgov. In DeMarcus Cousins is using 26 score, 27 scoring opportunities a night 
is in those 27 scoring opportunities, he's one point above average. In Rudy Gobert's eight, he's 2.3 points above average. It's pretty incredible. Let's go see who the duds are on this list. Go down to the bottom of the list, and then we'll do the Jazz in just a moment. The worst offensive player in the league right now, he's only played nine games, is Justice Winslow. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki has only played five games, would be next. Al Farouk, Aminu's only played ten games, he would be next. Emmanuel Moutier of players that has played more than ten games is the worst offensive player in the league. This is the second straight year. This should begin to get you a little nervous if you're a Denver Nugget fan. Uh, Dion Waiters is a minus 2.7. Kent Bazemore in Atlanta is a minus 2.3. It's a lot, by the way. It's hard to come back from players that are doing this to you. Uh, Nikolai Vukovic is a minus 2.1. Interesting, Orlando has maybe reduced him a little bit, and he's gotten better. They've gotten better. Luau Dang in L.A. is a minus 2.0. Rajon Rondo is a minus 2.0. Maybe his suspension of throwing a towel at Jim Boylan, former Ute coach, is the best thing that could happen. Mario Hezungo is minus 2.0. Ish Smith is minus 1.9. When they get Reggie Jackson back, look for Detroit to take a huge jump. Josh McRoberts, minus 1.9. Robert Covington, minus 1.7. Marcus Smart, minus 1.7. Brandon Knight, minus 1.7. It's good to not see Dante's name in here. Samaja Christian, minus 1.7. Andrew Harrison, minus 1.7. Aaron Gordon, minus 1.6. Marvin Williams, minus 1.6. Derek Williams, minus 1.6. So those are Brandon Ingram, the rookie, minus 1.4. That's not surprising. Uh, I can do some specific teams in the future weeks if you have a team you want. Um, I'll also be sending out pack breakdowns to uh, a bunch of our uh, guys that are on the on the network uh, to do their team. So if you have a you're f- another team that you subscribe to that you're interested in, uh, let you know we can I can take care of that for you. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by Bet DSI. Um, if you're one who plays the games out there and really enjoys getting into the action, think about using Bet DSI. Uh, they have been in business for over 20 years. They're Top-rated business, safe place to play. Uh, they've got a great sign-up deal for you. If you use the promo code JAZZ10, you will get a $10 uh, free start to the service uh, and 100% bonus on your first deposit. Good customer service, fast and easy payments on all winnings, hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. They also have US, UFC. And then they had the Olympics. Oh, they had the Olympics. They had the election. They had everything for you. So bet DSI. Uh, live in-game on football and basketball as well. All other major sporting events able to keep you engaged throughout the day. You can virt- do virtually anything. So check it out. It's BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Again, use the promo code JAZZ10. Get your free wager, and uh, let's hope you start winning right away. That's BetDSI.com. All right, let's look at the Jazz. A little search engine here work, or... Not search engine, but Google uh, or Microsoft Excel. So our number one offensive player, George Hill, uh, is the three incredible 3.7. He's only played 11 games. Then Rudy's 2.3. And Gordon Hayward's at 1.4. It's good for Gordon. Uh, last year, I have, was going to pull up. I think Gordon was just under one. Um, so you are definitely seeing... Uh, last year, Gordon was one point is point six, so big difference, one point four. Joe Ingles is my point of the conversation 
earlier in the show is point eight. It's really good, off particularly off the bench as a wing player. Jeff Withy point five. Joe Johnson point three. That's great. It's a positive player. Howell Neto is point one. Joel Ballenboy is point one. Rodney Hood is negative point one. It's interesting. He's only going to the free throw line seven percent of the time, shooting forty three percent from the field, thirty seven percent from the line. He's just an he really his efficiency level is just that of an average offensive player. Um, and a year ago he was dead zero average also. Now he can get a shot off, and having an offensive player is good. Um, but let's it's that's I think that's worth taking in. Uh, Dante's a negative point three. Boris is a negative point five. Trey Lyles is a negative point six. Trey Lyles last year was a negative point three, so you'd like to see Lyles get going. Shelvin Mack is a negative point six. Uh, on the and Derek Favors in his limited time is a negative point eight. Your your goal is uh, to see if you can get every single guy on your roster to be positive. If you can get that, uh, then you're in pretty good shape. So for us, that would be Ronnie Hood's got to get positive. Our backup point guard when George Hill's back has got to get positive. Dante's at negative point three. Shelvin's at negative point six. Uh, and Boris has hopefully gets you know getting a little bit better um, over time. I will, let me do one last quick thing, if I may, and then I got to go get the kids. Um, but I thought I just heard something upstairs that made me believe that maybe my wife got them, and nonetheless, I still need to get them and get myself ready for school. Uh, not I'm not going to school, but you know what I meant. Uh, I want to quickly run last ten games and see who the hottest player uh, in the league is on each side, uh, and and actually, I'm curious to see what the last ten games have been for Lyles and for um for Boris who feel like they're playing much better as of late and um you know it's interesting sometimes you feel that way and then it turns out to not be true and and that's always a little eye opening uh to you so let's look over the last 10 games just quickly the hottest player in the NBA is uh Kyle Lowry is at 6.6 followed by Steph Curry followed by Gordon Hayward Kyrie Irving is four. Kevin Love is five. Kevin Durant is six. James Harden, seven. Bradley Beal is on fire, eight. Rudy Gobert, nine. Clay Thompson, ten. Giannis Adetokounmpo, 12. Anthony Davis, 13. Marcus Gasol, 14. LeBron, 15. CJ McCollum, 16. Dame, 17. Eric Gordon, 18. Jimmy Butler, 19. Wesley Matthews, come back to life, 19. And Patty Mills is 20. Um, and the quickly, the... Coldest player in the league right now is Kent Bazemore. Uh, that's not right. Uh, something on my sheet is I was rushing and didn't do one thing right. It's gonna be hard for me to figure out. So we'll try to see. Hopefully, this didn't screw up. Um, those those numbers I just gave you, I think, are still um, the hottest players are still right. The coldest are not because um, I didn't do one sort correctly. Uh, but let's look at the Utah Jazz. Gordon Hayward is 4.9. George Hill. Uh, Rudy's at 3.9. Joe Ingles is at 1.9. Boris is at 0.8. And Jeff and Trey Lyles at 0.5. So if they can get there, that would be great. Um, Shelvin Max at a negative 0.3. Dante's at a negative 1.3. Rodney's at a negative 1.5 um, in the recent going. 
All right, that's today's edition of Locked on Jazz, brought to you by Sherlock Intelligence, as well as BetDSI. Give Sherlock Intelligence a look at SherlockIntelligence.com, and BetDSI use the promo code JAZZ10. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you Monday, Jazz Home Saturday, against Sacramento. Hope you come out and join us. And remember, the holiday packs are available as well at UtahJazz.com.